On behalf of the Nooner team, we want to offer our deepest condolences to the families who lost loved ones in the attack that occurred in Sutherland Springs, Texas. We are praying for everyone who was affected by this tragedy, and we are keeping you first in our thoughts. Tell me you love me. I need a good laugh. I'm holy water. You need a good bath. Whiskey and perfume. You had a nightcap. Now how about that? A perfect stranger, he's got a bullet with your name in the chamber. A body organ, rearranger, you feel my danger. Welcome to the Nooner Show with J-Dubs and Rocky. We're broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Rockin' Royal Oak, Michigan. Be sure to find us at PodcastDetroit.com. What time is it? It's Nooner time. Somebody bring me a mirror. And it's a hump day. Happy hump Happy day. Hump day. Uh, see, we got distracted here because we were having conversation <laughs> during yep. pre, our pre, intro. Our pre, uh, somebody what, bring me a mirror. And I said, somebody bring me my wine. And then we went off into my wine yeah. bill yesterday. Yeah. Holy crap. I yeah. should have just ordered the bottle. That you should have ordered the bottle. <laughs> so, been, no, hey. a carafe. That's what a lady I orders. wanted a carafe. They didn't have them. So oh, I, okay. Never I, mind. Oh. I was like, can you take the glass back and just bring <laughs> the, bottle the bottle with the straw? <laughs> no big deal. Two straws. Yeah. <laughs> We're uh, romantic like that. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you oh. were celebrating, too. Yeah, yesterday. congratulations. The mayor of Flint, Karen Weaver, is she won. back. Yes, yes congratulations. Yes, yes, That's yes. very exciting I'm news. I'm so happy, happy, happy. I know you were, um, well, you're, you're good friends. We're and, good friends. Um, we're hopefully going to get her on the show I when hope uh, so. things I'm, calm I'm down trying. with her. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. Yeah, because I, I think her whole uh, story is pretty Pretty fascinating. A lot of Me stuff too. people don't know about Me her. Me too. And she's such a really, really nice person. And just You've been friends with her for a while. A long time. Yeah, yeah that's very cool. Amazing yeah. uh, woman. Yes. I mean, I, and, she is. Did you ever expect her to go into politics? Never. Or was she... When I was in St. Thomas and, and they start posting that she was, you know, running. And I was like, oh, my God, I wish I could be there. Cause, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm, I'm so happy I'm for dying her. to know what made her do that. Me too. Yeah. I feel like that is just me one too. thing I would. We, you no. couldn't pay me enough money in Hell the world no. to do that job. <laughs> No when way. she's in my chair, it's like, you know, we never get to that point. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I try to get her in and get her out, you know, because yeah. she's busy. Yeah. So yeah. we never really get to that point. But, yeah, I would love to get her here so we could, yeah. like, yeah. pick her brain. Yeah. So were you were you on, you know, on edge yesterday or were you no, pretty I wasn't confident? No, because I knew she was going to win. You did. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yep. That's cool. Okay, well, congratulations. I have a stupid question, though. How many terms... Can they continue to run, or is that one of those Isn't things it, where it's only a few years? No, I think a mayor they can continue. No, they, they can continue. They can. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I think. Oh, yeah. I, don't, is I don't it, know. Is it, is it four years? Is it a four-year term? Or? No, she hasn't been doing it four. I think she? it's two. Well, isn't she? I thought the other governor or mayor or whatever got thrown off, and then she no, was. Well, this was a recall. Oh, I don't know. A recall election. Oh, okay. So, yeah. 
Oh, wait. So this wasn't the mate? Wait. No. This was the recall. It was a special, like, recall. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's why I was so confused. But see, that's how clueless I am with politics. (laughs) Yeah, same. Uh, Well, that's awesome, though. So now everybody, shut up. No, really. Let her get to work, man. Exactly. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. We're excited to have her on. We had our, my pre-birthday. Yeah. Uh, gift yesterday, yeah. yeah. We went mm-hmm. to see Miss Lady Gaga, which yeah. was awesome. That was cool. Yeah, it was really cool. It was really Thanks cool. Thanks for the taking Gaga. me. Mom. Oh yeah, no, it was fun. <laughs> did was she fun. have on a meat dress? No, no, no. Oh, no she, she looked she, fabulous. Yeah, she did. She looked beautiful. Well, she, she's she's beautiful. beautiful anyway. Yeah, she's but, yeah. She doesn't need all that crazy stuff, yeah. but yeah. whatever. She's got a great voice too. Yeah, yeah. She know? sang and danced the entire time too, yeah. which is pretty incredible. So was it, how long was it? How long was it? Oh, it was it? like two hours. It was wow. a long show. Yeah, yeah. it was. She so she went gave you like, your money's worth, huh? Yeah, she oh, definitely yeah. did. And she mm-hmm. sang the whole time. Yeah, she yeah. really wow. did. Yeah, in between, well, I mean, yeah, she had costume out, changes. Yeah, outfit changes. Yeah. So what was your favorite part? Oh, I loved the, um, I, she did a couple cool things. Mm-hmm. She she did give a speech about um, just equality and all that stuff, which mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then she, um, the fans like threw letters on the stage, oh. and she read one of the letters. Oh my god! It was really, oh, really, wow. it was really. We moving. were crying. Yeah. Yeah. seriously. That was, it was really so nice. Yeah, yeah. So that was. I thought that was really neat. Yeah. And then she closed with my favorite song, so I was pretty. And what's your favorite? Million Reasons off her Ooh. new album. Yeah, it's such that was a good beautiful. Song. Yeah, yeah. So she's just fabulous. So I have. I've yeah. Been following her for a long time, and yeah. I watched her five foot two documentary on Netflix. Okay, a few. Is yeah. that a good documentary? It was good. It was, it was really good. good. I yeah, to see it. But it was I heard um, that. Yeah, it was good. No, I love those documentaries. Yeah, but yeah, well, so you've had a heck of a week. So you went to Lady Gaga yesterday, yep. and then the day before, you were. Um, Featured in Red's video. Yeah, that was really fun. So um, I get to be like a little actress for a day. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. You, you did the yeah. make believe. Huh? I did. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. tired. Those more activity and social, <laughs> yeah. social interaction that I've had in a minute. So well, it was fun to watch, see that because I I got to see the be- I love seeing the behind the scenes stuff because mm-hmm. then when it comes out and mm-hmm. you got to see how they put how it they together, it. it's yeah. pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. So um, this production team too, those guys were yeah were amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking speaking of time, it's like you know this time change thing is. Uh, what time change thing? <laughs> the time change, the extra hour of sleep. Okay. I got. What are you complaining living, for? <laughs> living in St. Thomas, they do not change. Really, it stays the same year round. This is crazy. We need really? to stop. Why we do we have that? Yeah, why? It's we have it because it gets darker earlier, and so it so what? Just let it happen. Just let it flow. I That's like it, trying to fight your age, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I mean, isn't it this, like it's well, going to happen? What are you bitching about? <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm always trying to fight mine. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Why, okay, never you, mind. Are you still not adjusted to it? No, I'm, I'm still not. It's like so weird. Seriously? Seriously, it's going to take me a minute. Is that why you keep showing up like an hour earlier, yeah. an hour later? Yeah. That's exactly why. <laughs> like today, it was like, what is she doing here uh-huh. so early? I, I okay, just, I didn't realize I, it was a time change yeah. thing for you. I it love is. it. Mm, you do? I got an extra hour of sleep. But I'm not gonna, you only get one hour. I mean, that's yeah. it. It's done and over, right? Right. It's that's like, a lot of time. See, and the whole thing <laughs> confuses me, so it's whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of that, we, we have a, a special guest on, on the phone here today, all the way from Nashville. And we'll, we'll have to ask him, or yeah, Tennessee, we'll mm-hmm. have to ask him if uh, if there's a time change there. So why don't we get <laughs> on to our favorite He's in segment. a different time zone. This is the first time we've had a caller from a different time zone, isn't it? Oh, um, really? No, I don't know, to be honest with you. Hmm? Okay. <laughs> All right, let's get ready. Never mind. 
This segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame <coughs> obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring. Our guest today is a homegrown Michigan producer who took a leap of faith and moved his business to Nashville, Tennessee. With over a decade of experience, this young entrepreneur is carving out his place in the Nashville music scene. Matt Giroux is living his dream, finding success in creating, cultivating, and conveying music across a broad spectrum of artists and genres. Matt grew up playing in bands around Metro Detroit, and after his family moved to Grand Rapids during his high school years, he transitioned into production, trading his drum set, for a computer and a console. Little did he know his next move would be one of the to one of the largest music hubs in the world, and after four years, his growing clientele keeps him thriving. Welcome to the show, Matt Giroux. Welcome. Hi, Matt. Yeah. You're still there, right? You're still <laughs> on the line? Yeah. You, you yeah, didn't I'm hang up. The show. Oh, good. Oh, good. Um, well, well, thanks for joining us. Um, I know for a producer, it's probably pretty early, huh? Because I know you guys are like yeah. night, 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 <laughs> night people. But let's start off with um, what exactly does a producer do? Man, it's a really broad question because like a lot of different producers do different things. Like some are more... Um, you know, they really don't do anything. They tell the talent kind of what their vision is, and then, like, the talent will do it. Like, they'll bring in, you know, studio musicians or, um, you know, and plus they'll have, like, an engineer who's running the computer and doing all the editing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also, like, the producers, which I'm kind of more of this way, where, you know, I, I kind of get my hands in the mud and, you know, make the tracks and um, collaborate with really talented studio musicians. And, you know, I, I personally think it's all about collaboration because, um, you know, I'm not always right. And, um, you know, collaborating with people is how you get cool stuff. So I, I'm a, I'm a big believer on bringing other people in to, uh, see what we can get. Well, and yeah, I know Rocky is going to talk a little bit about her experience at your studio because I've heard nothing but great things. Yeah, it's pretty, Uh. (laughs) yeah, that's one of the things is I just, I want to take it back a little bit just to like how you got into, what you do now because it's pretty incredible just to watch you work and most of the time you know I'm sitting on the couch behind you and just like half asleep from our you know overnight (laughs) trip down there but it's it's pretty amazing by the time I'm awake you know like the track's done and I'm like oh shit I'm ready to go like (laughs) yeah like let's let's let's, give us give us the backstory you started off as a drummer in Michigan right yeah yeah I played in bands like you know, my whole entire life until I was about 21. But, um, did you like it? My freshman year. Yeah. I love playing in bands. Like I thought, you know, like every kid, you think your band's going to be famous, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, no matter what, but Mm -hmm. you don't really do anything about it. So then that doesn't happen. But, um, then I actually, when I think when I was like 21, I was, I was recording a lot on the side, like working with a lot of different artists when I had free time and I loved it. And I kind of saw that that there was more of a feature in that. But, um, then I actually got tendonitis in my wrists, and um, mm. I had some other problems. Yeah, so then a, a doctor, he told me, you know, um, if you keep playing, you're probably going to have some issues down the road, and you might not be able to, like, hold your future child. Or, you know, like, kind of oh, wow. deep stuff wow. like that. Where I, just, I, was, I, I like, wow, yeah, I should well. just quit right now. So <laughs> I did, and uh, wow. I really had no, at that point, I was 21, and uh, or 22 maybe, um, and I had never had another job. All I did was made money playing in bands or recording bands. So I was like, this is a scary moment. Do I have to get a job? But luckily, um, you know, I just started 
meeting a lot of bands in Grand Rapids and they were willing to work with me. So I leased the space downtown and uh, it worked out really well. So that's interesting. I mean, it was that, like, you make it sound so simple. I mean, did you, like, weren't you, weren't you devastated when he told you you couldn't play anymore? You just took it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was stressed. And then, and then you transitioned and leased space at, that's, you know, I mean, you were a young guy. I mean, you are a young guy, but um, at 21 to be doing something like that, did you put together a business plan? Did you, how did you do it? So basically I was, uh, I, I was just not wanting to have to record bands in my parents' basement because the house I was in didn't really have the space for that. So mm-hmm. I knew I had to at least try it. And, um, yeah, it was all a lot more scary than I make it sound. I, I make it sound like it all just kind of happened and flowed. <laughs> but um, the cool thing and uh, interesting thing, I guess, that's kind of been the story of my career so far is I've always been weird about, like, self-promotion. And, uh, you know, and that's not a good thing. You You need to have pride and promote yourself but up to this point even it's it's just been all word of mouth you know just meeting people and then they tell their friends that you know maybe they had a good experience or you know he, he, maybe he'd be the right guy for your project so I've just gotten lucky is the word that always comes to mind like people just keep coming back and you know, new people come along, and then they tend to usually stay around. Yeah, lucky, so. you're it's incredibly cool. talented. Yeah, yeah we, we don't like yeah. the word luck on this show, so we're going to edit so that talented. one out. No, um, okay, so you, you started, so you, you um, and was it a hard transition or not really? I mean, did you miss being on stage? Because, you know, I would imagine that going from being on stage and getting that kind of attention and that rush to all of a sudden being behind the scenes and you could be the person creating all the magic. You never really get the, the uh, credit or attention. Was that a, a difficult transition or not really? Not really. I mean, I, uh, whenever I'd go out and like see, you know, my old band or any, any band really, I was mm-hmm. like, Oh man, I, I miss it. But for the most part, it's just so fun to spend a day with a bunch of people that you just met and make music with them. And then, you know, it, it, the cool thing about this job is you pretty much become good friends with everybody you work with because you spend such long days together. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that kind of trumps playing live because you don't really know anybody out there in the crowd and you have your bandmates and stuff. But, yeah, I, I would take this any day over playing on a big stage in front of people. Well, speaking of your band, um, when you when the doctor told you about your tendonitis and, you know, how did they feel about you leaving? I mean, did they understand or were they upset about it? Or how did they? Yeah, well, I had been complaining like that I was having issues. And I just mm-hmm. remember the final show I played, like I, we were in the middle of a song and I just had to start hitting the bass drum like. You know, because my hands just like stopped working. I was oh, like, "What? Wow. What's going on?" Yeah. And so I think they knew something was wrong. I, mm-hmm. I didn't probably tell them as much as I should have because I was like, you know, I don't, I don't want to scare them. But um, yeah, they were they were really shocked, and you know, they were because we we actually just released an album at that time. Like, oh, we, oh wow, That's, yeah, well, yeah, we spent like a year and a half or two working on it and a lot of money and stuff mm. and. It just came out, and we were just, you know, I felt like I was abandoning something that, you know, was so important to me. So, yeah, it was, everybody was, like, pretty shocked, and yeah. we all kind of were like, maybe maybe after a few months of not playing, you, you come back. You come but back, yeah. I would, you know, sit in. I would sit in sometimes, and my wrist would just, you know, turn into a 90-year-old man. Wow, so wow. I was like, all right. That's too bad. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it was definitely weird. 
mm-hmm. I think it all came from like bad form. I, I play really hard and I, you know, I just taught myself how to do that too. And I didn't really have great technique. So the uh, doctor compared it to like a construction worker pounding a hammer every day for oh, you know, wow. years and yeah, crazy Gosh. stuff. Yeah. Wow. So, um, how long were you a producer then in Grand Rapids before you moved? So my freshman year of high school, you can't even call it a producer then, but uh, okay. <laughs> my parents bought my brother and I a uh, like 16-track digital recorder because um, they were you know, dropping some money on these studios in Detroit and Grand Rapids. And um, you know, they were like, you got, we'll just buy you guys something and then you can, you can do it. And we didn't touch that recorder for months, but then somewhere along the line I was bored and started playing with it and I fell in love with it and I actually quit high school football my by my sophomore year just because I was so obsessed with recording. Oh, wow. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I was recording all like the really bad like high school bands like for free. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, was, it was a really good learning curve though. And, um, I'm sure. Yeah, so I just kind of did it on the side from like midway through my freshman year until now or until, you know, I transitioned full time when I was 21 or 22. And that was in, in Grand Rapids. So, what, so when did you move to Nashville? I moved to Nashville like four years ago. And, uh, yeah, that was that was wild. I never would have thought I would do that, actually. I was yeah, pretty comfortable I, in Grand Rapids. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, we interview a lot of musicians on the show. And, um, I mean, it's pretty common for musicians to go to Nashville to work with producers there and songwriters and collaborations and stuff like that. But... Mm-hmm. I find it really interesting that you would go and start a business there as a producer it, it because it's so competitive. I mean, you're with the, you know, power players there in in music. So, that takes a lot of courage to do something like that. Yeah, I I didn't realize too when I moved here like how like how legit Nashville is. Like I you know, you always hear about it, but then mm-hmm. you you're like, wow, everybody here is putting their life you right, know, the career on the line to make it, or every—that's the inspiring part about Nashville. Is like everybody here when they work on a project is doing it not just to do it, but with you know hopes to have that be a way of income and a career. You know, for them, mm-hmm. it's it's just they're they're putting their careers on the line, and that was something I really didn't in Grand Rapids when I'd work with people. It's kind of like they all had like a day job, and they were like, "Yeah, we just want to record. You know, it'll be fun. We'll play a couple shows," and it kind of. It's like, oh, cool! Like, there, you know, maybe like a couple hundred people would hear it, and it was like, yeah, that was fun. And then here, it's like everything you do kind of gets heard, and it's, uh, yeah, it's a lot more intense here. Well, so how did you? How how did you build your business there? Like, was it? I mean, did you have any challenges telling people that you were a producer from Detroit because you weren't born and raised in Nashville? Was that um, was that a, an obstacle at all, or not really? Not really. Just everybody here seems to be a transplant. I've only met a handful of people that are actually from Nashville originally. Oh, really? So, um, That's really interesting. Everybody it here has a pretty common yeah. story. They moved to either you know from either the west, east, north, south, mm-hmm. and they all are pursuing a dream in music, whether it be production or uh, as an artist, mostly I think artists, it's, it's a lot more competitive, but um, yeah, so that was, that was not so hard. I, when I moved here, I, 
I was working a lot with my friend AJ, who's also a talented producer, and we were working together in Grand Rapids. And um, he was about to sign a publishing deal with a company here, um, and they were, you know, they gave us a little bit of work and stuff like that. So we felt pretty comfortable moving here. I had about my first six months booked um, between wow. you know artists from here and artists from Nashville. But after that, it was just like, all right, I might be, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll have to work at like Walgreens or, you know, be be a greeter at Walmart because I had no job experience at that time. I, I can see you so, that. You're a nice guy. <laughs> Welcome to Walmart. Well, you, you know, so, I, I just wanted to say, I don't know a lot about, the only thing I know about Nashville is country. And, you know, I, I love the show Nashville. I used to watch that all the time. But I'm learning so oh, much yeah. about the music business being on this show. And just you talking about um, how, how everything's, uh, you know, going on in Nashville now. And it's like you don't sound like you were even intimidated or anything. You just kind of just yeah. walked right in there. Right. So, yeah. I so, have, yeah. At that, at that point in my life, I was pretty much like, okay, I have to do this or else what am I going to do? So, um, I, I wasn't really scared. I was, I was more like just do good stuff and good things will come. And I've always, my friend, uh, (laughs) who kind of mentored me, uh, when I was like 18 or 19 in this industry, he was like, if you do good work, you know, good things will happen. And I was like, ah, that's pretty simple. (laughs) Just do that. It is a simple philosophy, isn't it? In anything you do. Mm -hmm. All right. So then how did it start? You, you, what did you do? Lisa space? What did you, um, how did you know it? Yeah, this was the hard part. Um, we didn't, didn't want to buy a house, you know, in case we failed miserably. And, uh, so I rented a house, um, and it had a detached garage and, um, it was like the perfect detached garage though. Cause it was like, you know, a two car garage, but then there was a door that led to like an office space and the office space was pretty big. Uh, Rocky, it was about the size of my control room now. Oh, right on. Um, it just, it just wasn't as nice, you know, like the guy who rented it out to us, you know, he was very cool with us doing, he was very cool with me doing my thing in that garage. And I had to use like a kerosene heater in the winter to like, keep the uh garage part warm it was a little it was a little ghetto but um <laughs> i i decked it out i decked it out to make it nice and mm-hmm. yeah so that was where my space was but um you know like the biggest thing getting people to start coming to record with me was i would just go out downtown on broadway a lot and meet a lot of musicians and stuff like that and then um i kind of ran into like this group of friends that I'm still really close with. And, you know, I actually work with a lot of them to the day all the time. And they, you know, one guy recorded with me and he, you know, it went really well. And then he told, you know, so-and-so you should work with Matt. And, uh, we all kind of just became this big group of friends. And, um, then all those friends, it seemed like just kind of started working with me. And, uh, we can separate the whole friend thing when we're working and you make it business, which is pretty cool. Is that, but, um, is that cool. easy to yeah. do? It, it was such a domino effect though. Like just, and it still is like, I, I don't think I've ever really given anybody like my card or anything like that. Or wow. Wow. Said, like, hey, <laughs> hey I'm, I have a studio. Like, I don't know. I just, I think I lack a little, confidence in that area as far as trying to i don't want to sound like a douchebag so but, uh, you're such a nice guy though that it's, it's yeah. you're very genuine 
So I, people pick up oh, on that okay. right away. Yeah, I hear it. Yeah, you, you are. Yeah, I can hear it. So I want to know how well, you developed. I mean, because I've worked with a lot of producers over the years who have a lot of experience. But how did you develop your ear and just? Because I have no patience for what you do. Like I cannot <laughs> sit there and just like, oh, I don't have, you know. And then and you're so fast too. That's the other thing. It's like I'll take a nap for five minutes, and then the next thing I know, the track is done, and I'm like, oh shit, like Rocky, it's my turn. You, you, <laughs> probably, you probably took a nap for five hours. Right. <laughs> probably wasn't five minutes, but yeah. whatever. It's like, County. He, you know, he, he, you're just quick in your ears. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you? train for that like what kind of um did you work under somebody did you go to school for it um i but know how do you learn that That's yeah how really do you learn question. that because i feel like i I know a lot of people who are musicians first and they still don't have like the ear that you have like there's definitely like i don't know if it's a gift or what or if you just studied you know how did that how did you develop that yeah about the school thing uh i've always actually kind of been on the other side of that like instead of like going to school for recording or production, um, you, you, you should just spend the money on the gear and learn yourself. Cause I have a lot of friends that I went to school for it and they come out of it kind of like, they know a lot about different microphones and different things, but they, you know, a lot of, they couldn't really make a song sound like polished or, you know, no, know really what to, what to do. So that's kind of a side note thing. I'm not encouraging not to go to school, but um, yeah, I think, I think if you just spend that money on gear instead and learn it, then you have a lot better chance of becoming really, uh, good at and efficient at what you're doing as opposed to being just watching a professor do it and not actually getting your hands in it mm-hmm. so much. But yeah, I got outside the topic a little bit. No, that was... <laughs> so did you um, study yeah, under so someone I, else? I think this no, I didn't. Um, I just, I, I mean, I had a couple mentors, uh, this guy, he was, um, he recorded our band in like 2005 and he was just like my hero at the moment and he was so good. So I would email him like questions all the time and mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think YouTube was quite hot yet. Um, so I, yeah, I would definitely bug people that I knew were good at it and they were helpful. But for the most part, I just, you know, I would, my stuff sounded terrible and I would like, I would mess up a lot and it would just be like, obsessive to figure out how to make it better and try different things. It's just a lot of trial and error error still like every day. I'm just kind of any of my uh, studio musicians I work with will tell you, I I look at production as a puzzle. So I'm, I'm all about, let's let's do this. And they're like, that sounds bad. I'm like, I know, but right now (laughs) maybe, maybe, maybe later it will sound cool if I do something to it. So I just, I'm all about trying different things. I never actually really have a plan when I work with an artist. Like I, I have a general idea, but it's just, uh, you know, I have a lot of different sample libraries and different, you know, sounds and stuff that I have in the back of my head. But a lot of it's just, I'll record a little idea in my head and run through sounds and usually a sound will spark, um, you know, a cool thing. And yeah, it's, it's just really organic how it happens. And, um, I don't think there's really any, any secret to it other than just go for it and don't overthink it. I really, yeah, I really I like, like you. I think I'm going to sing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me hear you, you sing want to audition now. right now. <laughs> can she audition? Go ahead. She never, sings all the time. But never she mind. Think anyone can hear. I, I'm not ready yet. It's yeah, okay. ready I, have yet. To, I have to be <laughs> in my zen. So when you're working, it's like I know with us, like we come down and we have like skeletons of songs, and then you kind of fill in, you know, the meat of it. Is that yeah. how most of of the artists that come down, is it, you know, similar situations to, you know, John Paul and I, where we have kind of, 
you know, these bare minimum songs and then you kind of develop it? Or do most people, are they a little more hands-on than, you know, we are with it? And how do you kind of like balance the personalities, I guess, as well? Yeah, no, like actually pretty much, I would say like 95 or even higher percent of people that come to me have like a voice memo on their phone. So we're a little, like an acoustic guitar, (laughs) acoustic guitar and vocal or like a piano vocal. And they're like, yeah, it's really rough, but I've kind of, you know, I can, I learned to see through it. And uh, I actually prefer like a really simple work tape like that, uh, as opposed to like a really well put together demo. Cause then you're like, crap, this is already really good. Like, (laughs) and then the, the, the idea is you kind of get it's easy to get stuck on like if it's a good demo like okay well we got to do that because they did it yeah but uh yeah so you, usually it's just like a really empty skeleton and it's uh it's like all right let's let's get this thing going and usually you know start from the ground up with you know some kind of drums or whether it be a loop or real drums um nowadays usually pretty much a loop but um yeah then you just kind of build it it's like like i said there's no method to the madness but you just got to, I think overthinking it is when people kind of make it sound bad because some people think that there is like a, okay, you have to do this and you have to EQ it this way or else it's not going to. And I think just let things fall on top of each other. And if they sound good, they sound good and move along into the next part. Well, so how, but how much time do you spend, um, like communicating with a, with a new artist or getting to know them just so that you have an idea of, you know, how to develop their music, how to translate their vision. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Good in point. A, in a perfect world, I'd, you know, like if I could do it the same way every time, it'd be like, let's grab a beer and talk. Like that's usually the most loose, uh. like, tell me, tell me what you want to do. Like, let's mm-hmm. make this happen. And you kind of, Everybody can bond over a drink, you know. Like oh, it's easy I, to, amen to that. <laughs> yeah, you're not telling her. <laughs> Bonding over a bottle but, uh, yesterday <laughs> with Rocky. But there's definitely situations where, you know, I'll go through a manager, like they'll set up the whole thing and like the uh, artist or the group will show up and I have never met them. And I'm like, usually the first few hours are just talking to them and kind of figuring out what they want to do. And because it really is, people are putting people put so much into their music and then they're really trusting me to bring that to life. And that's kind of, if I start thinking about that too much, I'm usually just like, Oh man, I gotta, I'm going to screw this up or, you know, like I gotta, I'm going to let them down if I don't do it. So if you start thinking about that too much, it goes South really quick. So I really just, if I can connect with them really quickly, you know, it's going to go well. And um, if they tell me exactly what, they were feeling when we were, when they were writing the song or if it's a happy song, sad song, like that all plays into it. Like the, the little undertones that you add to the song and the little intricacies because sadness is a, a feeling and music is a feeling. So if you can, or, you know, same with happiness. Um, but I like working on sad songs, by the way. Oh, you do? <laughs> Why is that? I do. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even a sad person. I think I think it balances me out because I'm a pretty happy okay. guy. Oh, that makes sense. That is really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That so you really have to have skills um, as far as like you have to have you have to be a good listener, obviously, if you're a producer, <laughs> if you're doing that, and you've got to be able to like read people pretty quick, huh? Yeah, my mom always said I should be a therapist if I don't oh, do this because wow. a lot of people, they pour their hearts out, you know. I've, I've had, like, early on in this, I was probably 18. I was recording this guy on the side, and 
I was like, how are you doing today, man? And he was like, I'm on suicide watch. Oh, like, wow. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I didn't even know what to do, but I was just trying to be really positive. And I was like, I better make this song sound good or else he's going to oh, do something wow. bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that, I wasn't quite ready for that then. But, um, yeah, you know, it is a little psychology or just, you know, just a lot of listening. And I was just going to ask you if if anybody ever just started crying. That's all I was going to say. Oh, my goodness. Oh, totally. I've had people cry while they're recording vocals, and it's awesome. I I love it. Like, if you can really put yourself in that place when you're recording a song about a breakup or just Mm -hmm. something that happened. Mm -hmm. And also, on the other side, I've had people record party songs like hammered drunk and it's awesome like <laughs> i like kind of like Jackie, a, I'm, I'm a method producer i don't sing I but you party. could if you're hammered drunk party. you could sing well, yeah. well see whenever i'm down there yeah. frankie and and matt always get me drunk and it's like two glasses of wine yes two glasses of wine and i start to kind of just like fall asleep a little bit and frankie's always like i know when you're drunk because you start to get really proper and i'm like i feel like proper yeah like i sit up really straight it's like i don't want anyone to know that i'm drinking or that i'm drunk at all so i just you know try and be on my best behavior oh my goodness yeah what's crazy recording is one of those things where people always overthink it and they're so good live and when they're just not thinking about it and playing their song but then they'll get into the studio to record and it's like they're so stiff and they don't even sound like themselves so i am a firm believer and just you know get a little buzz if you need to to just relax and um it really does wonders like the group i was with yesterday they were they're amazing and then they got in there and they were kind of doing their thing and they all sounded so scared and i was like take a shot (laughs) (laughs) and they did and they were great and uh so yeah i'm not i guess i am promoting and drinking you're responsible no one's driving it's fine there's uber so so you've been there you've been you've had your business for four years now and is it going as planned is it going better it's where are you at with Uh, things it's going way better than i ever imagined um you know like i i never thought i would like this some this past summer i kind of learned a lesson that I had booked too much. It was uh, one of those wake up as early as I can to work on, you know, this guy. And then I had a session all day from, you know, probably 11 or noon till nine or 10 PM. And then at 10 PM, I'd take a little break, work till about two in the morning on what I was working on in the morning, just, you know, to to try and make everybody happy. And so, yeah, I overbooked myself. And as a self-employed person, it's really easy to do that because you don't want to say no to anybody because, Mm -hmm. In Nashville, they're all so dang good. Like, you, you really want to be a part of as much as you can because these people are so good. And you, if they go to somebody else, it's like, oh, man, like, I wanted to do that. And um, so that's 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 an issue. But I guess that's a good problem to have. So, right. Um, I'm, I've, from learning from that, I'm at a good place right now where, you know, every day is full, but in a good way to where I can still watch some TV at night and uh you know, watch my football teams on Saturday and Sunday. So. Oh, that's good. You yeah, have to make time balance, for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, you do. Yeah. What What are some of the um, hurdles that you've had to go through as a business owner? Um, time management, for sure. That's. Uh, mm. <clears throat> I think that's big. I think communication is really big too with the artist. Um, it's It's easy for me to. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be with somebody else and 
when I'm when I'm with an artist, you know, you don't really check your phone too much because you're mm-hmm. you can't like answer a phone call or your hands are always on the computer. So there's a lot of times where people will text me or say like, "Hey, uh, how's it coming?" or "Can we do this this week?" or something. And by the end of the day, you know, I I go either go to bed right after we're doing it or I'm you know just I don't even think about that text earlier because I probably opened it to look at it with the intent of responding, but you can't really call them back when it's like one in the morning if you went that late. So I think that's kind of the, the biggest hurdle of this job with, you know, I don't have like a secretary or anything like that. I was just going to say, is it time for an assistant? Yeah. Rocky will move down. There. Yeah. I, 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 I think it, it, it's getting really close to that time because I think it would be really nice if I could communicate a little bit better when I'm with artists um, to my other artists. So um, yeah, that, that's probably the biggest thing, but they're usually understanding if that does happen, but, um, you know, I don't like to do anything negative as far as, um, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't want people to think I'm not caring and I, I definitely do care about everything I'm working on. And so, yeah, that's, that's probably mm-hmm. the biggest thing is time management and, um, communication. Mm-hmm. What's been the highlight? Besides working with me and John Paul. Yeah. I like, um, well, let's see. I mean, every day I get to come into a fun room with cool toys and get to hang out with some awesome people and, talk, you know, we get to do music every day. Like, it, it really doesn't even feel like work. Like, I'll complain every now and then about, like, how I'm tired and my mom's like, shut up. Like, yeah. <laughs> she, she was in a quiet life. office all day. She's a legal yeah. secretary. And oh, wow. She, you know. She yeah, would, I would have told you to, to shut up to too. Just, like talk all day. <laughs> I would have told you to shut up too. <laughs> shut yeah, up. Yeah, no. It's uh I I really have no room to complain about anything cuz it's a uh, it really is a dream job. I'm like I can't believe mm-hmm. people pay me to hang out and make music with them and trust me to make their stuff sound good. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is it really awesome. Is. It really do you boy, you really do make it sound like fun. I know. Yeah. Be, yeah. Like maybe like, I should reconsider. No, I couldn't. A lot of these yes. country a lot of these country artists love to drink too. Mm. So they'll they'll usually bring, you know, a case of beer or like a huge huge bottle of Jack Daniels or whatever. And <laughs> they're having a really good time while they're recording and uh <laughs> They they encourage it all around, and uh, I, I I can't get too too crazy anymore because mm-hmm. then I start working uh, slowly. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, it's, that's another one of those moments where you're like, wow, I'm getting paid to drink a beer and work. Wow. <laughs> that's kind of that's but, awesome. like, all that stuff is it is really wild. What, and so. what what genres do you specialize in? With I've always called myself a pop guy because I, I grew up listening to all Motown. Me and my brother were completely obsessed with the whole thing of Motown. We like we knew more about that than anything as far as like the history of it and mm-hmm. all that. So uh, like soul music, R&B has always been what I love. And then I kind of started liking more just like pop stuff, you know, top 40 radio pop. Do you, um, do you get that there in I, Nashville? Was, uh, so no, when I moved here i actually never really listened to country besides like i knew like the big ones like garth and mm-hmm. shania twain at the time and mm-hmm. you know I, I really i didn't like country music that much and moving here now i love it and that's probably about 
90% of what I work on here. And Mm -hmm. I I love it Mm -hmm. because country's so pop now that you can add all those pop elements and it's okay. But I also really like, you know, rootsy country. Like I've grown to love that. I love when an artist comes to me with a more old style country song. They're like, let's make this old school. And it's like, wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more of a challenge because I'm, I kind of tend to rely on, you know, some of the poppy sounds to make it sound mm-hmm. more radio friendly, but yeah, I, but my, I think my favorite thing to work on is a just straight pop, you know, track and good, good hook, good melodies, good, you know, simple, fun lyrics or sad lyrics mm. like Rocky stuff or John Paul. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I think it's just the most natural for me. I hear you um, talking about your brother. Does your brother work with you? Oh, good question. You know, my brother, he's always kind of been an off and on singer. He's got a great voice. Is he in uh, Nashville too? Mm -hmm. Nope. He lives in Grand Rapids. Oh, okay. So he's married. He's married and has a awesome baby who's like six months old. Mm -hmm. But um, actually just recently we, we started recording a few songs and he's, you know, we're kind of trying to figure out what, what his plan is but yeah it's kind of cool to see him come back and do some music and it's you know it's good good fun when we get to hang out and do that stuff together because it's just hanging out with your brother that you never see (laughs) now matt how can people get a hold of you i mean are you still open to taking new clients or what's your oh yeah yeah okay so what's the link i need them and what's that what what is the link how can people get a hold of you Oh, so I have a website. Um, it's mattgerewrecording.com. Um, there's a, you could fill out a thing on there, but I, I usually just get like a text message or a phone call from people. And uh, I don't know if you want me to drop my phone number. Yeah, if drop we your can. digits. Mm-hmm. I still got the Grand Rapids area code, um, 616-460-1378. Um, I prefer that because then you can just talk right away. Like the form on my website's a little too professional. I'm mm. not a very professional guy. So. <laughs> and um, and where do you see yourself like five to ten years? I would be perfectly happy doing what I'm doing every day right now. Um, I I'd like to get some, like to get some you know big hits under my belt, whether they be country or pop. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the goal, though, that's, that's, that's more of a, a hope, but my goal is just to continue doing what I'm doing, like work with awesome people and artists and, uh, you know, just stay busy. And uh, I think everybody has their own definition definition of making it. Right. And uh, I what, think what's yours? I've always thought, I've always thought if you're making a good living doing what you love, I think mm-hmm. that's making it right i agree Mm -hmm. i do too yeah and then anything above that is great but uh you know yeah like i said if i could just keep doing what's going on right now it's i think my life would be pretty cool that's awesome so do you plan on staying there in nashville yeah yeah definitely i i don't think i could ever move back to michigan mostly because the winters are so terrible and here they're like perfect mix (laughs) you get you get summer like like a summer spring thing kind of for like eight months here. Then the rest is just mild. So yeah. I, I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is nice. But, yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I don't think I could be this busy anywhere else too. Like um, LA is just the cost of living alone. I, I think I'd be broke and uh, 
Nashville is like a perfect middle ground to where I can go home to Michigan, like drive home and see my family. And yeah, they love it here. My, <clears throat> my mom right. wants to move here so bad. Oh, she does. Oh yeah. She's like obsessed with it. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we'll see. Who would you love to shadow? Like, is there anybody that in Nashville that you would absolutely love to shadow for a day? Yeah. Um, like mixing wise, I would love to shadow a guy named Chris Lord LG and he's actually out in LA, but still like, he's always kind of been who I'd base my mixing around or at least try to mimic it to the point where it sounds big, like his stuff. Um, producer wise, um, there's a bunch of little things from different producers that I liked what they do and would love to see how they do it. So I, I think the list is a little too big to just drop some names. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> there's so many good people in Nashville though. Like certain artists will call me and be like, Hey, like uh, this guy's really interested in working with me. And you know, I, I think I'm going to do it. I just want to like, I'm sorry. I'm like, are you kidding? Like that guy's got like every hit I've heard in the last five years, do it. Oh, that's like, great. You, know, that's you awesome, got to support yeah. the people you're working with. You can't be like, no, you're stuck with me. Like, <laughs> I, I genuinely want like the best for everybody that I, I get to work with because I like to think in some small way, if they do go to a bigger, better place, you know, hopefully I was able to teach them or, you know, right. inspire them in a way that mm-hmm. can stick with them. Right. So. Well, yeah, you know, it'll right. come back. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. What, what kind of uh, career advice would you give somebody um, pursuing a music career? Um, just, uh, I don't know. I, I think, like, like I said earlier, I think just do good work and I think the good things will happen. Like just be obsessed with it and keep trying it. And, you know, if at first you're not going to have a big clientele and offer some either really cheap recordings or free recordings to get your name out there and just try to out, outdo the other people and, or, you know, at least be up to par and you'll have a chance to, uh, to get some work. And I think not overthinking things is another point mm-hmm. that I've brought up a lot. Yeah, that's good. That's really good advice. Um, so what keeps you going, though? How do you, because, you know, I mean, I know it sounds like fun, but I I mean, as a business owner, I'm sure that you have to have those days where it's not fun. I can't imagine that everybody you record sounds great all the time. So how do you keep <laughs> like that John- going? Don't say that. <laughs> John Paul sounds good. So you better talk uh, about my You've son. been doing that all day, throwing shade. <laughs> Shade. I, I look at everything kind of as a new learning opportunity. Like if somebody's like kind of struggling more than, you know, I've worked with in the most recent, it's like, it, it kind of gets your editing chops good. So you got to do that. Cause a lot of the people in Nashville, especially the guitar players and stuff, they're so good. You don't even have to really touch their stuff. And it's like, wow, I didn't do anything, but then you get those where, you know, maybe they need a little bit more help and it doesn't mean they're bad it's just recordings a little bit more under the microscope mm-hmm. and yeah i just look at try to find the positive and everything because um uh, yeah there's really no reason to like i said be be depressed about what i'm doing i think if i was i'd not be a good person 
Wow, you sound you you do sound you, like somebody absolutely amazing to work with. Yeah, yeah. especially for an artist. I told artist you, he makes because, me want to sing. Yeah, <laughs> and I you can. sing all the time. Uh, no, but especially because it's such a tough business, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, it, one of the things yeah. too I love about working with Matt is I first of all I trust him one hundred and twenty percent. Like I know when I'm going to go work with him that it's you know when. It's for me, especially like I go in and I and now that I've worked with Matt, it's like, OK, if I go into anywhere else, I'm like, this is not how we do things. Uh-huh. OK, <laughs> like, let me call my guy and let him tell you how we do things because you're not doing it right. But it's, you know, working with him, it's like I just trust fully that one, I'm going to get a great product, but that he's going to coach me to get the best results and that he is involved in my product. You Very know, he, invested. Yeah, in he's it. invested. He's yeah. involved. He cares. And uh, I feel like we have a, such a good flow you know, and it's so easy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's no, you're not intimidated. You're not, you know, you've got, go into some studios and, you know, the producer's there and they've, you know, it's just a different atmosphere or environment. And it's it's a very homey feeling, you know, working with Matt. It's it's so chill. And, and at the same time, it's you just get such a great product. I and I think um, having that level of trust is probably what so relaxes an artist. Yeah. Yeah. So they can really, you know, let that creative flow. Yeah process happen um anything else matt that you that you know you want people to know um no i i think i think everybody's good <laughs> I don't, yeah I don't think, that's awesome yeah I'm, I'm excited about the future i'm excited about christmas i got a christmas candle going right now in my studio <laughs> and, uh, so it's smells pretty good <laughs> <laughs> Are you coming back for Christmas? Are you, are you going to Grand Rapids or? Uh, yeah, I'm coming back for Christmas, but I'm hosting Thanksgiving this year, so I got oh, the Drew's oh, family wow. coming down. Okay. You cooking? Who's doing the cooking? Um, uh, I think my mom and my cousin, <laughs> uh, my cousin Randy. He wants to deep fry a turkey this year, which I've oh, never had one. So it's you. really good. That it's really good. Sounds good. Just Is make it? sure you do it outside. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, in Nashville, he can. Yeah, wow. Well, congratulations on everything and all your success. And um, we're going to listen to one of the songs that you recorded, right? Yeah, this is uh, one of my good friends. He's a really talented producer as well, but an artist. And uh, this is one of his singles off his album. I wanted. I just like what the song is kind of saying. And I do so much country. I wanted to send in a pop song. Um, and what, what's what's the name of the song and the name of the artist? So the artist is Ben Schuler featuring Rosie Darling, and it's called Pretending. Oh, cool! Mm. And, and they're from Nashville, right? Uh, ben lives in Nashville, and Rosie, I believe, uh, splits her time between Nashville and uh, I actually don't know the other place where mm-hmm. she splits her time, but. Maybe L.A. or something. So but, did did they write yeah. the song and come to you to record it, or what's your involvement with the so, song? Yeah, Ben Ben and I, we collaborate on a lot of stuff, and uh, Ben wrote the song, and he really wanted a female feature, and uh, he found this talented lady named Rosie Darling, and uh, so she did her thing, but um, he had he had the song written, and then we you know, made it come to life. And it's called Pretending? Yep. All right, cool. excellent. Well, before we get to that... Uh, uh, we do have just a 
few little things here. Um, if you like our podcast, you will love the new podcast, That Moment. It is about when change is the only constant, people and business must be built to adapt. It is a new podcast about the pivot that changes everything, moments that open doors for discovery and growth, but also bring the looming possibility of failure. Hear people's stories of taking risks and finding success in business and in life in the new podcast, That Moment, found everywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you need great branding but you can't afford a designer, you can be your own designer with Maker. Join the over 1 million who've discovered Maker for creating unique and professional-looking logos and branding materials at an affordable price. Try it out today. Friends of the podcast get a free logo with the code Nooner. That's N-O-O-N-E-R. Just visit www.maker.co slash Nooner to redeem your code. That's Maker, M-A-K-R dot C-O slash Nooner and enter code Nooner at checkout. And then today is sponsored by Tom Stewart Plumbing and Drain, servicing the Metro Detroit Tri-County area. From leaky faucets to major plumbing repairs, Tom Stewart Plumbing can serve all your home needs. Give them a call at 586-625-7800 or you can reach them at TomStewartPlumbing.com. Okay, thank you. And uh, Matt, thanks again for calling thanks, in. Thanks, uh, Matt. Go ahead. Thank you for having out. me. You can check out Matt's uh, company at www.mattgerewrecording.com, and his last name, Giroux, is spelled G-E-R-O-U-X. Excellent. We'll put that link back up on our page. We already had it up, but we'll put it up again. Um, And, yeah, check him out, especially if you uh, head down to Nashville. And remember, sometimes the only mode of transportation available is a leap of faith. Thanks for taking a leap of faith with us. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. I don't sleep like I used to Counting sheep doesn't bring you back to bed Seven drinks in the green room Forget what you said Take me back in time Your chest passed up on mine The stage is ours tonight Maybe it's time we make it right Maybe this time we make it right Or maybe we're lonely Pretending it's love Cause I'm not the old me And our time is all We both know we've thought about Tonight for so long But maybe we're lonely Pretending it's love Pretending it's
Pretending 